0: Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Family Sanctuary, a show that inspires living the gospel message in word and deed within our families. And now, Family Sanctuary with host Peggy Hartshorn.
1: Welcome to the Family Sanctuary, focusing on life giving relationships in the family. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, chairman of Heartbeat International, that advances life affirming pregnancy help around the world. Now, today we've got, uh, we're going to be exploring a question that I imagine everyone listening uh, has. And uh, if you've solved this, wonderful. Uh, but if you're still trying to figure it out, which I think all of us are, even though we know some of the answers, the question is, what really makes us happy? And we have a guest today that I think you'll really enjoy, who's written a book about this, The Catholic Women's Guide to Happiness, although it actually is is for men, families, everyone. Maybe we need to change the title. <laughs> Right, Our guest is Rose Sweet. And I believe you've heard her before. I hope you have heard her before right here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. We have programs with Rose in the archives. Rose is a Catholic author and speaker. And she says in her bio that she likes to help people seek happiness in marriage, family and friendships. And her advice to them is put your religion into your relationships. All right, that gives us a clue, I bet, as to uh, what Rose is going to be sharing with us today. But Rose really is a phenomenal uh, inspiration when it comes to relationship building, issues like dating, courtship, mercy in marriage, divorce recovery, annulment, remarriage, parenting. She's well known uh, for, particularly for her um, DVD program which is used in hundreds of parishes around the world called surviving divorce. But, but focusing on even broader issues now, and and I think you'll really love the message that she's going to be providing. Uh, so, Rose, uh, for you've been doing this now for 25 years, you've been sharing your experience and your faith.
0: Is that correct? Yes, Peggy, it's correct. Sometimes it feels like 125, <laughs> as you know, but yeah, it's been a
1: long time. Been a and long time. God has really been working with you, molding you for many, many years. And and I see the fruit of that in and everything that you've produced. It's amazing. Uh, not only the books that you've written, the DVD series, uh, your your enthusiasm and joy in still coming out uh, all around the country and and doing parish retreats. We're happy to have you from time to time in the Columbus Diocese. So thank you so much for doing that.
0: You are very welcome. And I must say, Columbus has always been so warm and welcoming to me. The people here are just, let me put it this way, I'm from California. <laughs> Hopefully the Californians aren't listening, but you guys are awesome compared to us. So that's all I gotta say. <laughs> the, 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 well, we call Heartbeat the heart of it all. The uh, Ohio, I should say,
1: we call Ohio the heart of it all. And it really is in terms of the, the heartland and the values. But yet, Rose, we need your message here. That's for sure. We need, uh, to, to really think through how do we lead a happy life what is it to be happy so obviously this is something that uh in all of your years in in speaking in parishes and working with people who have suffered through divorce going through annulments relationship issues in their marriage in courtship this is a root question what makes us happy so now you're exploring that in a new book tell us about that
0: well, first of all, Peggy, it's not my message. And I know what you meant. Thank you. But really, this is the heart, very heart of God. Mm. He wants us to be happy, and he shows us how to get there. But we, we don't listen. Mm. We try to reinvent it ourselves over and over. So we get this message from God, and the church and all her love for us has preserved it. And I, I've just discovered, really, in my work with people and relationships, what are we all trying to do? Be happy, right? Right. I mean, So it's so basic. Peggy, this morning when you got up, you went to your closet, right? You picked whatever you're wearing today, and you look lovely, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. But you made your choice on whether that would make you feel happy or unhappy or fat or skinny, whatever that is, right? (laughs) Or warm. (laughs) Or warm. Exactly. Exactly. So even the way you had your coffee, the car that you drive, the environment in your office, everything that we do, every decision we make is subconsciously, will this make me happy? And if it won't or we think it won't we we don't we're not happy to be around we're mm-hmm. we're you know we, we get we want to change it and fix it so it's real it is a root question. Why did I marry these people? Why did I have these babies? Why am I working at this place? Why am I pastor of this parish uh th- These are the questions that we ask ourselves am am I happy and if I'm not, why am I not, and how do I get there
1: and I think from the examples you gave, of course, usually we make a choice, like who am I going to marry, because we think that that will make us happy. But sometimes it doesn't, of course, uh, because we're not on God's plan for happiness, as you said. It's really God shows us the way to happiness. Sometimes we take the wrong path, thinking something's going to make us happy that doesn't. Is that the message?
0: Well, yeah. And let's go back to the Garden of Eden. This is nothing new. Okay. Adam and Eve were perfectly happy. I mean, that's what it says in scripture, right? Mm -hmm. And and yet there was a way that the enemy seduced Eve to thinking she could be happier. Hmm. You know, why don't you do this? And so Eve went away from what God said and decided, I'm going to do this. It'll make me happier. She was still looking for something greater, and that's what's really scary to me. If we have God, and we're looking for something else, we're in big trouble.
1: Mm-hmm. Why don't we recognize when we when we have what God has in store for us that truly will make us happy? Sometimes we still reject that. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I've done that's that. I,
0: yeah, I've done that plenty in my life, and fallen flat on my face, and been in a lot of pain, hurt a lot of people, hurt myself in the process. Um, but in my work, as I said, with people in relationships, it's the, the subject is bigger. I want to be happy. How do I get there? And we go to scripture, we go to the teachings of the church. We can even go to movies. Th- these universal truths that God has given us are everywhere if we have the eyes to see. And that's some of the things that I talk about in my book. Um, they're like doorways. They're magical, mystical doorways that that we go by every day, but if we would just stop and go through and, and explore and, you know, investigate, we would discover worlds beyond our uh, imagining and uh, happiness that, would, that lasts, that doesn't just fade after a day or two or, or, or 10 years or more. So God is putting these doors, God's putting these opportunities
1: in front of us constantly, and we're on our own plan. We think we know what'll make us happy whatever that is, at that particular point in time, losing 10 pounds (laughs) or joining the uh, athletic club or uh, getting a new job or changing a relationship, we think that's what's going to do it.
0: Right. And, And here's what I talked about in my book. Okay. So if you did change your job or bought a new blouse or whatever, you would be happy. But that happiness is a lower level of happiness. It doesn't last. It's not really enduring. Um, and some people try to make the distinction between happiness and joy. Have you heard of that yes. before? Okay, so what have you heard, Peggy? What, what do people say about the difference between happiness and joy? Well,
1: I think what I've heard is that happiness uh, may be more fleeting. Joy is more internal and maybe more of a peaceful sense um, and a higher level of happiness. That's, that's what I, I think I've heard. Good. Is that
0: correct? Yes. I love that you use the word higher level because some people mistakenly say that happiness, uh, you know, like getting a pedicure, or buying that new blouse or whatever, that that's almost bad to be happy about that, that you should be happy because of Jesus, Mary and Joseph in the Catholic church. Right. <laughs> um, and and it, so, we go. I went back to the Greek teaching way before he, Jesus was even around. This is an ancient, timeless thing about the four levels of desire. And man can be happy with a loaf of bread and a jug of wine uh, and a new blouse. <laughs> but it doesn't last. Uh, but it is good. Those things are good. God created the world to be good. Mm-hmm but they're not meant to be the highest level of happiness and we are meant we will never be satisfied till we get to that highest level and we're mm-hmm. always seeking that highest level of happiness
1: so if we keep at the at the lower level of happiness if we think that if we confuse that with a higher level and we keep only taking advantage of these low level opportunities right. for happiness the things that are fleeting uh are you saying that that we're never going to get to the higher level of happiness?
0: Yes, two things will happen. We will exhaust ourselves trying to get the latest. You know, let's say we buy the new clothes, or or you pour yourself a nice cold beer. That beer is going to be out. You got to keep replenishing it. Mm-hmm. You got to keep replenishing all these lower levels of happiness, uh, and, and they're fine, but. In the And now in Lent we are, I know you're going to put this in the archives and <laughs> it won't be Lent sometime, but right now we're in the middle of Lent and the church says, let's give up some of those lower level uh, happiness sources and sacrifice them to make room to go higher, hmm. to make to create a hunger. If I can't have that donut, what else will make me happy? And that's a good thing. We want to be happy. I'm going to go spend time with mom. Hmm. I'm going to go visit dad in the hospital. I'm going to clean up my husband's garage for him. No, I'm not allowed there, but (laughs) we're going to, in other words, we, we know, we automatically know if we're not stuffing ourselves with the lower level, we, we move to the higher level. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a lightness of being almost. It sounds like the higher level
1: of happiness or the higher levels of happiness have to do not with satisfying my own personal needs, but gift of self. That gift of self is what leads us into the higher levels.
0: Yes. And the benefit of that, when we're an authentic gift of self, we know it and it makes us happy. Mm-hmm. So we we are blessed by our own sacrifice.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, And this is stuff, none of this is new. We know this from our Catholic faith, but we don't slow down and stop and really think about these things. So what I did in this book is take some fun and interesting and heartwarming stories to just stop and think about some of these principles.
1: Tell us one of those stories. That sounds fun. Is this a story about an opportunity, a door that someone took advantage of that God put in front of them that they came to realize this is a higher level of happiness. Well,
0: I know this is going to sound horrible, but most of the stories in this book, and this is a first in a series of four little books, uh, is about me. Well, good. I start with my childhood because I, I, I remember where did I first learn what happiness was and what made me happy? And I went way back. Uh, and, and then I shared some of those stories. I figured if they entertained and delighted me, they might entertain and delight the readers. <laughs> so I talk about the first time our family went to Disneyland. It was in the early 1960s, and we lived 500 miles away. And our family of nine kids, and our I think our family dog even went, and, uh, and my uncle, and we all drove 500 miles. It was the road trip from hell <laughs> down to Anaheim, California. <laughs> I mean, the boys were pushing and kicking and farting and the dog was barking and we were hungry and we didn't have happy meals and snacks. We didn't have little bags of Cheerios and snacks. And we had a, <laughs> a cooler with water in it and we had a bag of green apples. oh dear That was it. <laughs> and uh, I was like, when are we going to get there? We're, I'm hungry. And it was like, but I thought we're going to Disneyland. And even in the midst of this horrible journey, and, and you can see this image of life here, it was hard and it was hot and it was long and it was just, I, I couldn't stand it, but I was thinking of Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and the teacups I saw on TV and it was going to be so wonderful. And Tinkerbell, she <laughs> flies down from the castle and you could see all her stardust. And it's like, and my eyes on heaven kept me happy hmm. in the hell of that van for 500 miles <laughs> going to Anaheim. And, and I realized that's it. That's hmm. the truth of our faith. If we can, con- even though everything around us is just going bad and we're not happy on that level, we can be happy on a higher level, knowing who we are and where we're going.
1: So you were really joyful because you had your eyes on the real, the real prize.
0: I was, but I hate to distinguish between happiness and joy because even in scripture, I found that those words are interchangeable. Hmm. I, I was joyful, but I was also, ha- I was happy <laughs> uh, and it was exciting. So that's the kind of story that I, I think the reader can relate to. Well,
1: I, Ro, our guest today, I want to reintroduce you, Rose, because some people may have just joined the program. Rose Sweet is a Catholic author and speaker who says she likes to help people seeking happiness in marriage, family, and friendships to put your religion into your relationships. So a couple of her new books now we're going to be talking about uh, right now, The Catholic Woman's uh, A Guide to Happiness, or... The Catholic Person's Guide to Happiness, because it's not simply related to women. We know women like to read a lot. Maybe that's why you're specifically gearing this book to women. But hopefully, these women will share it with their families. And Rose is, is helping us understand uh, the kind of levels of happiness and uh, what really helps us get from a lower level of happiness where... Our senses are satisfied. We are happy. We've got that favorite cup of coffee in front of us. We're watching our favorite uh, rerun on TV, perhaps. Um, and, and we are happy. There's no question about
0: that. And but, until somebody comes in, Peggy, and turns the TV off and takes our tea away, right? <laughs> right. And, and then, we're, then we get, what do we do? We get angry. <laughs> so I talk about what we do when that, when that happens, too. Do we lose our joy so quickly? And we do if it's only based on the
1: kind of superficial level there, right?
0: Right, right. Yeah. If your whole focus and your whole sense of happiness is on that thing that somebody can take away like that, uh, then yeah, you're going to be, you're not going to be a happy person and people aren't going to be happy to be around you. Right.
1: So how, how in everyday life do we try to get to these higher levels of happiness? You, you said earlier that God gives us opportunities it gives
0: us open doors but often we just walk right by them right right and uh, i talk about this in the book um nature is one one beautiful door that we can go through you know when we are not happy or we're arguing with somebody or you've had it up to here with work just to go outside look around take a deep breath soak in the beauty you know let your soul go higher just for the moment it can you it doesn't solve the the long-term problem but it can get you back to that place of i know who i am i know where i'm going i'm in the van from hell but i'm heading toward disneyland mm-hmm. and i'm okay and i'll get through this hmm. that's beautiful so
1: so what have have you spoken to groups about your book at this point how do people react to this when you when you help them understand some of it. it it sounds to me very practical and it sounds to me like it would
0: resonate it does peggy um actually for the past 6 or 7 years all my work i realized was falling into like five separate signature talks it was just that ev- that resonated with everybody and i thought hmm, there's something here so really it's an adventure into the interior life all the topics are let's we're in this world, but let's go into this other world and see where also we belong, and bring those two together. So happiness and romance, and the book come in. There other books coming out. Are these talks? Hmm. So the books have come out of the talks that I give to people, and they do love it. They laugh, they cry. They get mad. Why haven't I heard this before? I go. You have heard it before from sister in second grade, but you weren't paying attention. You know. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just bringing the old stuff back in a new way. That's all. Hmm. So so
1: women who read this book and families or husbands who read the book. They're not going to say this is some brand new thing I've never heard of before. They remember that. Yes, oh, yes I remember when sister talked about that or my mom used to say yes. that or my dad used to say that. Or I know that the Bible says this.
0: <laughs> yes. And, and what I try to do is bring some of the saints and mystics into into my work as well, because they've gone before us. They know the stuff and they have a lot to say and we need to keep listening to them too. So, do yeah. you have any favorite
1: saints or or mystics that you've that you focus in on on the I
0: book? I love Teresa of Avila. She was feisty and fiery and passionate and a big sinner and a big saint. And she just she would look at the suffering Jesus and meditate on that alone to come to a place of deep, deep love and detachment from all sources of happiness. It's not that she saw them as evil or bad, but she no longer needed them when she was so in love with Jesus. And that's our goal. Hmm. So the higher level
1: of happiness, the highest levels of happiness are when we truly are resting, it reminds me of St. Augustine, of course. Our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. Bingo. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so our goal and, and I'm, I'm glad you say we shouldn't beat ourselves up if we like a nice cup of coffee or, right. or a cup of tea as we're watching our favorite rerun on TV. That's
0: okay. It's wonderful. As long as we aren't neglecting our family at right. some point. <laughs> right, or that we get, we. I have to have it, and this is my way, and if you're in my way, get out of here, you know. Right. It, it becomes an idol.
1: Yeah. Well, you mentioned some stories that you think also illustrate this. Uh, the one you mentioned about having Disneyland in your sights and 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 you were you were so joyful because you knew where you were heading that you could deal with anything in that van along the way tell us another example from your own experience of of trying to focus in on the higher levels of happiness
0: well the first level of happiness that the early Greeks taught us was was things and we've talked about these things tea and clothes and fun and everything but the next level is yourself and you discover your gifts and your talents and who you are and, and made in the image and likeness of God. And you feel good and you, you, you master yourself. And this is where you hope you fit in and you're loved by other people. That makes you happy. And I remember one time at summer camp, at the end of the camp, all the little girls uh, got together. And uh, we counselors went away uh, by ourselves because they were making a surprise for the big campfire. <laughs> it turns out the whole camp was there and they had made awards for all the counselors with little pine cones and glitter and stuff and they were presenting them to us and i was like i knew i was like the best counselor ever right <laughs> and so they said the first one it goes to the prettiest and i go i know that's me you know <laughs> and it wasn't mm-hmm. and i was like what and then it said, and then the, the next one was for the smartest and i go huh, me right it wasn't <laughs> You know, funniest, smartest, best archer, best cook. And I was like, finally, there was two of us left on, on the big log that we were sitting on. I'm like, there's nothing left for me. <laughs> and I was feeling really ashamed. And I thought, I thought everybody loved me here. And I thought, funniest, I'm going to get that. I know. So they said, funniest, Miss Gail. And that was the lady next to me. And I'm like, this is it. I remember My lower lip started quivering. And finally, all the little girls got up and said, we saved the best for last. Mm-hmm. Miss Rose, best loved. And I could have burst into tears. And I couldn't believe it. I'm, I, still, I'll, I still have the little award. <laughs> and that night in my little sleeping bag, I remember thinking, wow, I was so worried about being pretty and smart and skinny and the best archer and all those other things. But the most important thing to those kids was that I love them and they love me and they recognize that. And I should never forget. That's why I'm here on earth is to receive love and to give love, not to be skinny or smart. <laughs> uh, and that was just something that really, you know, made me re- and I draw on that story sometimes in my own prayer life. Lord, just help me be loving. I don't need to be all those other things and mm-hmm. that will make me happy.
1: Yeah. And such a beautiful example, because all those other things they were giving awards for were those things at the lower level of happiness that do make us happy. Right. I mean, while we're young right. and pretty, but that uh-huh. fades uh-huh. while we can still uh-huh. use a bow and arrow. But uh-huh. that skill is going to fade as well. Right. But what doesn't
0: fade is the love. And that's level three. So after things and then the level two being this, the your, all your gifts and talents and your goodness and everything. Number three is now do you give all that? In service of others in relationships.
1: And that's really what's going to make you happy. So so those three levels, you say, Rose, come from the classics. That's the way uh, the classical authors have, have talked about well, those levels. and
0: they talk about the fourth, which is God. The classical authors recognize that even in relationship, if your husband dies, if your kids move out and they hate you, I mean, even in good relationships, those can end too. Sure. Um, then where do you go? the human love relationships can end right you keep going higher you keep, and and the reason you learn to love because god loves you don't love because your kids are going to love you in return and be there every easter when you make dinner so mm-hmm. yeah so those levels are things
1: and we've talked about that at, at the lower level of happiness then self your yes. own accomplishments and and attributes can make you happy can yes. help you celebrate uh in, in, in happiness, then love, relationships, the relationships yeah, right. right? But the human relationships are going to fade as well. And so the
0: highest level is really God. And we don't have to wait to heaven to experience that. And that's why he comes to us, especially in every mass. And I talk about this at the parish missions as well. Um, he wants to be present. He wants to have that union with us to let us taste that happiness right here and now, mm-hmm. so we don't have to wait till we're dead. And The kingdom of heaven yes. is here,
1: yes, as well as yes! in eternity. Yes, it's right here. Yeah. Here I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Well, I, I love the way you are able to express these complex ideas. I mean, the philosophers have written about them, the theologians have written about them. and And yet... Right here in our daily lives, we need to hear this in a way that that we can make sense of it, that it resonates with us, and we can remember the stories, as you told us. That's exactly yeah.
0: what I, that's how I take in these complex ideas, too. I can remember the stories or the jokes or, or whatever. Um, and it's just another way that God... Wants to make us happy. Mm-hmm. God's really using you in that
1: way, and uh, you know you have a beautiful joy in your face, <laughs> and even in your voice, and so I'm sure that's coming across on the radio as well. Oh, good! You are a joyful person. So we've only got about a minute or so uh, left, Rose. What if there's anything you that you generally uh, think is important to leave uh, with your audience when you share this message with them? What I- might it be?
0: Ask God to teach you how to let him love you more. Instead of trying to love God more, ask him, how can I let you love me? Let his love in. Make that your prayer. Lord, help me receive your love, because then I know I'll be happy. Thank you,
1: Rose. That's beautiful. Our guest today has been Rose Sweet uh, on the Family Sanctuary. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, and thank you for listening to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio with archives at stgabrielradio.com under the Family Sanctuary, and we're streaming live on stgabrielradio.com. Our program is broadcast at 4 o'clock every Saturday and 2 o'clock on Sundays. So please join us again to strengthen our families and make them sanctuaries of life as God intended.
0: Family Sanctuary is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Family Sanctuary with Peggy Hartshorn are available at stgabrielradio.com.